0: the uncomfortable truth hello and welcome back to the uncomfortable truth this intro is dedicated to my buddy sam sam and i used to work together and uh sam if you're out there listening which i know you are if you're not shame on you um but sam and i worked together for probably four or five years Sam was a great dude uh was a great dude is a great dude uh sam's in ministry still sam and i were in dallas doing getting some work done and we were just hanging out downtown Dallas and walking around and if if you know Sam you know that people are very attracted to Sam because of his personality but especially homeless people are attracted to Sam and you just have to hang out with Sam to understand that so we're hanging out downtown Dallas we're walking the streets and we're walking by the CVS and and this this homeless guy stops Sam and he's like man I is there any way that I could borrow a few bucks I need to get some milk and some bread for my family And Sam being Sam, absolutely, man. He's like, hey, there's a CVS right here. We'll walk in here, and I'll buy you some milk and some bread. And that's pretty much word for word what happened outside the store. We walk in the store, and home dude grabs a buggy, first off. (laughs) And so he doesn't go to where the milk and the bread are. He goes down the aisles. And basically, what's that show where they run through the store and they're yeah, just like, I remember. I remember. it's like yeah. shop tea droppers. I don't know. Like that. They had a remake of it recently. This guy, I'm watching this whole thing. This guy starts raking stuff off the shelves into his <laughs> buggy. And I'm looking at Sam and Sam's giving me that look like, holy moly, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't know but you better grab him before he gets too much more stuff. <laughs> so Sam finally grabs him. He's like, Hey man, let's go ahead and check out. He hadn't even grabbed his milk or his bread yet so sam's running over with his buggy pulling it away from him grabbing his milk and bread and, and pulls it up to the front and by the end of the checkout it was about 115 dollars oh
1: my gosh
0: and sam paid for it and <laughs> was happy about it you know but it was a sto- it's a story <laughs> that we talk about once every couple of years because and this is something that happened with sam quite often yeah. he was all he's always giving That's he's crazy. always giving his time and uh, his money. Um, so that last podcast we did about giving reminded me <laughs> of that, reminded me of Sam. Um, what a good story. A little bit uncomfortable, but uh, uh, what a great story. Hey, if you're getting any value from this podcast, um, our goal is to just, it's to reach people for Jesus and to talk about things in, in our daily lives that we deal with and struggle with uh, to poss- to to hopefully have an impact for the kingdom. If that is something that's helping you, would you please hit that subscribe button, uh, leave us a ra- rating, review, share with your friends. That'll help us reach more people for Jesus. hope he's going to open us up in prayer.
1: Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for loving us. Lord, we just pray that you would equip us with the resources and the tools that we need in order to glorify you in the most profound way possible. Um, Lord, we just... Pray that, uh, again, you would lift up this platform, um, you know, point us in the right direction so that we can lead people to you. I pray that you will be with this podcast today. I pray, Lord, that you will be with our families and that you would just continue to watch over and protect them. Lord, we thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, and uh, we thank you for always providing for us in everything that we do. We love you so much and ask this in your name. Amen.
0: Amen. James 1, 2 through 4. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet various trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Let's talk about adversity. A few weeks ago, We did a podcast on culture, and uh, you're going to hear me talk a lot about our business, and we talked about culture and how how our culture looked and how we want it to look, and so that was kind of the first foray into me being fed up with our business, how it was ran, what it looked like on the inside, what it looked like on the outside, and being uncomfortable enough in that moment to make a lot of uncomfortable changes outside of that moment so now we're talking about adversity a lot of adversity happened in our business during that time where we made the decision to do something different to change the way that we treat people and change the way that we uh, just operate day to day in our business it was hard it's been hard it's still hard there's some, some key things that happened that were just kind of awful. However, when we go through those trials, like James said, count it joy. When we go through adversity, we know that we are being tested, that our faith is being tested, and it produces steadfastness. So each time we go through those trials, and it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. We struggle. Count it joy. Have you ever run into
1: a Christian that you're trying to encourage? You know they're going through some adversity. You um, you know, they may reach out to you, ask you, you know, for some encouragement, maybe reach out to you and just want somebody to lift them up. And you pull out the Bible and open up James, and they're like, I don't want to hear that verse. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know that verse. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to count it as
0: joy right now. You know what I'm saying? How hard is it to count that as joy when you're going through it? I'm
1: telling you, man, in the midst, in the midst of that adversity there, you know, who, you don't want to read that verse. Uh, You know, you do, you want to know that verse exists you want to know that, you know, but in that moment, you're like, don't read me that verse. No, you know? no, I, I don't want to hear that.
0: <laughs> I know it. Our lowest moments lead to our greatest testimonies. Our tests become our testimonies. And so, but they don't, if we don't allow them to, if we don't have the right mindset, if we're not leaning on Jesus through those moments. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Uh, this is
2: my easiest example of this uh on my personal journey always is that you know when i when i made the choice to give up alcohol which was always there for me okay i just was stubborn and hard-headed and uh not choosing to be aware of the, the detriment it was causing in all of the walks of my life and do something about it i was not willing to understand that the change was what i needed the most Okay, so when I think about James, and I remember reading James in this verse and kind of doing a deep dive into it, and James and I, I think, would have been best buddies, because from my understanding of James, he was pretty much call it like you see it, and although being around people that call it like you see it, if you don't know them well, is uncomfortable, if you do know them well, count it as a blessing, because you know that they're just shooting you straight, and you don't have to figure out all the gray area. So what I can see now looking back over the past four or five years is that that was uncomfortable and Mm -hmm. was very challenging and lots of things have come from that, but I wouldn't change the choice that I made and how it's connected me closer to the Lord. And that word steadfastness is a word that we don't hear a lot today. So, I, I like to remind people of what words really mean because we twist the true definition of words sometimes, myself included. Firmly fixed in place, immovable, not subject to change, firm in belief, determination, or adherence. And then here's a few synonyms constant, faithful, loyal, resolute, and staunch. Nice. You know, are we staunch in the fact that we go through trials and tribulations? we hopefully sooner than later recognize to consider it joy because it gives us a chance to honor the Lord and go back to sharing him.
1: What a, what a blessing it will be. And I say it will be because I'm not there yet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean, whenever we can automatically, you know, flip that script and consider it joy. Yes. um, Because right now it's, it's, it's just a, it, to me, it's a bittersweet. Adversity is always bittersweet. It's, it's, uh, it, at least at, at this point in my life, it, at first it's bitter. And then like Brandon said a second ago, in hindsight, when I'm, when I'm looking back on those moments, it's sweet. Yeah. Um, because in those sweet moments, you can see God at work. You can see, the work that he did through that adversity, you know, in, in those bitter moments you're that's, that's when you don't want to hear James. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, absolutely. Th-
0: that's that's when you're like, you want to quote James when you're telling somebody else about them going through adversity. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> that's why I here's I my know. go-to when it's you. <laughs> yeah. Don't know about it when it's me. I'm hey, buddy, you. if I see you calling when I'm going through trouble after I've told you this, I may just uh, yeah. send you to voicemail. That's right. <laughs>
1: then you're gonna you're gonna click that, uh, you know, the the quick text message button. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's gonna say, "Don't say James." <laughs> hey, hey, quick! <laughs> I was watching. <laughs> I was watching I'll we'll make that a custom
0: text for you guys. Yeah, exactly. I don't know where I saw this. It was probably on YouTube somewhere, but this girl was talking about like when um she gets calls from, from guys that she doesn't really want to talk to, <laughs> instead of sending them to voicemail, she just turns her uh or cell signal off. So it says this phone has been disconnected.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool.
0: Uh we can't disconnect <laughs> our phone service to Jesus. Though, <laughs> that's right. We're, yeah. He always wants that line's always open. Yep. So what are we inclined to? Are we inclined to positive or are we inclined to negative? I've been asking this interview question, an interview question to people that we've been interviewing for jobs here. And the question is Tell me about your best days at work and tell me about your worst days at work. And the answer is so indicative of their personality and what they're inclined to. And what most people are inclined to are to tell you about the negative first. And sometimes they even forget that the best day part of the question was in the question. Right. So I'll come back. Tell me about your, they'll tell me about the negative. Tell me about your best days. Now the ones that tell you about their best days and then they tell you about a negative a, a bad day, and then tell you what was good out of that bad day. You better hire them yeah. no right doubt. now. Don't even finish the interview. Yeah. Just hire them.
2: No doubt. I I remember this as a as a player, a coach, and sports being involved in our life forever to this day. I can hardly remember the great wins and the details, but I can remember the gory details of bad losses. <laughs> yeah. And I and I think that is. The thing that we have to, like Obi said, pray to, to get to, is, and gosh, with kids and seeing my terrible habits and things that I'm not proud of that I want to not leave my kids with, come out of them, um, you give such an opportunity. Let me tell the story. So we're on the beach uh, a couple weeks ago, me and dad, and we've got... My oldest, Max, and Shane's oldest, Miller. And then we've got all the other little ones, too. We've got a condensed wiffle ball game going on, which... Always happens on a Goswick vacation. I'm thinking about making a a sign for the house. where two or more Goswicks are gathered, baseball will be played. (laughs) Okay, in some capacity. All right, so we're playing. Dad and I are hitting one-handed, left-handed. And Max and Miller have been dominating the games until Dad and I both get involved. And we start spanking their honey. <laughs> okay. Now, w- There's no joy in that, is there? Wait. <laughs> yeah, there's a there ton is. of joy. There is. So, <laughs> now, and I need everybody to be very clear here. Shane will vouch for this, so I'll go ahead and just throw myself under the bus. My attitude. God, this hurts to say.
1: Earn your win? Uh, All the way through. No. My <laughs>
2: attitude
0: all the way through my mid-30s. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, bro. I would say mid-20s. Okay.
2: It's refined even more. Okay. But let's say let's just say for majority of my life in sports, has not been the attitude I want my children to follow when things weren't going well. I got you. Okay. And so,
1: were you throwing helmets in the dugout? Possibly. <laughs> I've seen some bats and some helmets <laughs> thrown. Possibly. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. And and I'm not proud of any of this. i. You know, I'm just laying it all out there, guys. It's uncomfortable truth. So we start whipping their end, and and I have no problem teaching our children, but I also have to be humble enough to recognize that it was a very non pretty side in my life. Right. So as I'm teaching them, or trying to, I'm going, God, thank you for your grace. <laughs> I mean, really, <laughs> right. So I start seeing tears well up now. Keep in mind that this, this this is this a wolf is of ball game on, on the beach. beach. <laughs> okay. Miller and Max are starting to swell up. They're and both very, very competitive. Very. And me and the little kids are whooping them. And Dad. <laughs> and my dad's sixty three, sixty four, 64, but he's probably better in athletics than most 40-year-olds that say they're a decent athlete. Okay, so, like, we're awesome. very awesome to see that. So, I walk up to him, and, I, and I've been talking to my son about this a lot, and I say, and Miller, I said, this is coming from a place of knowing what I don't want you to do because I did it. When we're losing, when life stinks, when it's not going the way we want it, that is our best opportunity to share Jesus in our actions. And I just said it to them. Nobody else heard it because I I don't ever want to miss the opportunity that I needed. Not that my parents didn't tell me to honor God all the time. They were awesome parents and still are. And they just kind of looked at me and said, are you going to praise him when you're getting your rear end whooped? Because it's going to happen. And if you want to be in sports, that's a great indicator of how to teach Jesus and sharing Him is how do you act when you're failing. It's easy to share Jesus when it's going good. So I think that's what James is saying. Absolutely,
1: you know, one hundred percent. That's what he's saying. You know, and and it seems like a common theme in a lot of our podcasts is is whatever topic we're discussing, um, you know, that that may. Create some adverse moments in our life. Um, you know, whether it be tithing, like we talked about in the last, um, uh, you know, podcast, whether it's we're talking about, you know, overcoming adversity, ultimately, all of those things can create adversity in your life. And you, your ultimate goal is to figure out, like we said earlier in this podcast, figure out how you can develop the relationship with the Lord where you're drawing near sooner and sooner throughout those adverse moments, right? I mean, yep. so, so, okay. You sense that adversity coming on. You just got the bad news. You just got the bad news that was about to, uh, create, it was, it was going to spin your day down a, down a very negative spiral of, of just, ugh, your your day's about to go bad because of this news you just got. So, if if we're drawing near, if we're seeking the Lord, if we're in that word daily it our our ability to overcome that adversity and remain steadfast like James talks about is going to happen sooner and you know that's that's exactly you know what I take from your story. It's what I take from every adverse moment um that I've had throughout my life is I do feel like at 36, that those moments, those, I I feel like the sooner is, is becoming sooner. (laughs) If that makes sense, you know, I feel, I feel like that I'm getting, uh, I'm, uh, I'm able to have those hindsight 2020 moments, maybe within those adverse moments, rather than having to wait a year after, you know, and, and, and so it, it just really helps, you know, and I'll, I'll just break it down for a, for an example Yesterday was a day filled with adversity for me. Um, You know, and typically it's not uncommon to get back from vacation. You're out of work for an entire week and you get back to a few, you know, adverse situations. I expected it. I came into it knowing that there was going to be some adverse moments. You know, you hope that they're not quite as adverse maybe (laughs) as some of the ones that I experienced yesterday. But. You know um I I know how to deal with those situations a little bit better than I would have 2 years ago. Uh, 2 years ago it might have created honestly no just being completely truthful with our listeners it yesterday's events could have gotten me down for a month. A whole month. Mm-hmm. You know and um you know I had I I reached out, I talked to some people after You know, which is huge for me. Talking that out, compartmentalizing all of those situations, and ultimately, it helps me make better decisions. And and then I got home at five o'clock. It was about five thirty. I literally got my dope, my hand on the handle of the truck, getting ready to go inside and spend some time with my family. And I'm like, I got to get right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I got I got to get right before I go in here, and love on the people that are counting on me to lead them and shepherd them. Um That the most important responsibility that I have in this world, I'm getting ready to go in and my mind ain't right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and I, and I stopped in that moment, but you know what? I recognized it mm-hmm. and, and I wouldn't have even recognized it a year ago or a year. I mean, I would have, I would have walked out and, and I would have continued that negative, um, you know, kept feeding and, it. Yeah. to cable, Right. Yeah, exactly. And,
0: and staying in that circle. So I got, I got in the
1: word, I talked to the Lord, uh, you know, and, and just asked him to, to lift, um, those burdens off of me, you know, if nothing else for the rest of the evening so mm-hmm. that I could, uh, not hinder my ability to shepherd my family for that for last night. You know, if, if it was just for those moments, um, and and he did. We had a great, had a great evening, and yeah. uh, and again, that at the, those those moments yesterday could have uh, created a ripple effect that really ruined the rest of my month. Um, and it's it's exciting to see those moments of growth in your life and actually be able to recognize them. And so that's that's what I would just say to our listeners is if that was you, if you were me or you are me, you know, and, and, you know, those moments of adversity just hit you down in the dirt and you keep digging yourself a deeper and deeper hole. I promise there's an answer. Amen. Um, You know, the, the answer is the Lord. The answer is building your relationship and drawing near and seeking Christ. And he will create joy in those moments of adversity and it's so hard to see sometimes but it 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 will happen
2: the actionable advice there that i that i take from that great insight from yesterday is that the only way we can recognize we need to seek the lord at all times is to be seeking the lord at all times and that gives us those more clear moments of reflection to know that this adversity stinks, but also this is a part of my growth as a believer in Christ. And it's become very clear to me, even in the moments in my life where I didn't do that well, that if and when I got through those moments and those tests became my testimony, it is one of the greatest conduits to sharing Jesus with others because we are all relational beings, people. And if I have experienced something in my walk of life that someone else has experienced very similar that I don't know, there's a bond immediately between that, that trial bonds us, mm-hmm. which gives us a great ability to share Jesus. Because we've walked through that trial. But if we can't get through those trials and recognize it as joy to experience heartache and trial then we can never it's going to block off our ability to share it with that person who's going through the same thing because we're bitter and just you know distraught and upset all these things that keep us from sharing jesus
1: heck we may allow their their adversity to affect us negatively no doubt that's a great (laughs) point
2: yeah you know so uh, actionable advice and i'm taking obi's advice Uh, being a, a a work from home dad, uh, most of the time I got to do better at this. I've got to figure out and choose to seek Jesus no matter what's going on when I hit those different phases of my life. Cause I've got a business phase. I've got a other business phase. I've got a, my relationship with my wife phase and my kids and not phases, but pieces that I want to be sure. I'm sharing Jesus every chance I get in my actions and my words. So there is nothing. I mean, prayer is the greatest asset or tool that we've been given. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, help me to get all that junk out of the way that is still going to be there, you know, but help me have a heart that shares you and, and to separate these things so one negative thing doesn't bleed into creating another negative thing.
0: I got a story. And I, I love telling stories on the podcast really because, uh, you guys have to listen and I have the, I have the floor. Most time when I start a story and my family's around, there's, there's so much chaos. Nobody cares. (laughs) (laughs) They're not listening. They cut me off We were talking earlier about how, uh, we knew
2: that probably the three of us at this podcast were never destined in our mind by our own determination to be on a podcast. Right. Shane was the one who knew he was going to talk into a mic, and people had to listen. Yeah, so it's <laughs> get you right on the podcast. Uh, and
0: okay. this is a good story, too, mainly because it's not about me. It's about Brandon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a, this how you know this was not pre-scripted. <laughs> <laughs> this is a story about growth through adversity. So Brandon and his baseball journey, okay, he's talked about this and his, his attitude through his baseball journey and how that's taught him through life. Let's let's go back to T ball. Brandon and T ball. Listen, I was here for all this stuff. This is a, <laughs> this is an honest account. And if you feel like this is not being honest, you you are welcome to shut me down. Okay. Brandon, as a T baller, when Brandon made a mistake that he felt like he should not have made a mistake, as a five year old, mind you, it would ruin the entire game for him. <laughs> True, it would ruin the entire game. Wow. He was done. <clears throat> Brandon is a fantastic is a fantastic ball player but mentally he lost it yep now let's go to 10 years old by the time he's 10 years old he's grown some he's gotten better but if he struck out against a pitcher that he felt like he should have roped the ball at 10 years old he might he would get really upset coming back to the dugout there was probably some tears Not probably there were <laughs> there were some tears <laughs> And now we're to the point where it ruins about two and a half innings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two innings, two and a half innings. Okay, so we're seeing some growth. Now let's go to junior year. Brennan's junior year. Our high school baseball team was very successful uh, for about ten years. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of started around your freshman year, right? Correct. So junior year, we're in the playoffs. I believe mm-hmm. it's the third round. Brennan Brandon plays shortstop. And let me set the stage for you. We're playing Beckville it's a i believe it's the third round of the playoffs and every year beckville is in our district every year in district we would typically beat beckville both games and in district yes 10 to 2 12 to you know we'd 10 run them or beat them by six or eight you get in the playoffs and they turn into a playoff monster yep. okay they were just a playoff team and so for the past year or two before that they beat us out in the playoffs so, we get to round three. We're playing Beckful. I believe it's game game three, two out of three. Or it may have just been one game. I can't remember. doesn't matter. Brandon's playing shortstop. We're in the sixth inning. Ball's hit the shortstop. Brandon makes an error. Either the tying run, I believe it's the winning run, comes across the plate. Mm-hmm. I can see it all over his face. I'm in the stands. And, and me, in this moment, I'm, I'm a freshman and I'm – I still really don't care, you know. Like I'm still in that baseball motor. Like let's just go out and have fun. Where are the butterflies at? Yep. Uh, <laughs> is there anything I can pick some flowers out here in the outfield? So, Brandon makes a mistake. I can see it all over him. They get out of the inning. Brandon's probably the fourth or fifth one up to bat, and the the shift happens. So we're at a half inning now. Brandon ropes something in the gap, and two runs score. Game over. End of the ball game so growth through adversity we're talking about growth through adversity and considering it joy that's just a baseball example but what's important to us and what was important to brandon at that time is to continue to get better at baseball now it took you know we're we're at like 12 years now from 5 to 16 17 years old but as our relationship grows with the thing that we value most then those times between like obi and brandon have been talking about the times between recovery becomes shorter and shorter and shorter if we're continuing to put in the time to work on that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So I think what I
1: take from everything that you just said is the most important part or where maybe where our focus should be rather than focusing on the bitterness of that adverse moment or even the sweetness of what it looks like after we're looking down on that or back on that adverse moment and realizing that God was working through it, maybe we should focus most of our energy on the recovery
0: process. Mm. Yeah. You they know. talk a lot about that and working out now. That's a big buzzword, recovery. Mm-hmm. True. I like that. Yep. I like the recovery.
2: Guys, if you enjoy these stories from our past uh, and you think it resonates with people, that uh you know may need to or want to hear about jesus all you're doing is helping us spread the word if you subscribe and you decide to you know share this in any way we've been so blessed already and just a small air quote you can't see me following we have uh just to be the hands and feet of jesus and that's all we're trying to do so uh, if you want to hear more stories about how terrible of an attitude I had all the way through my playing years, <laughs> uh, <laughs> please subscribe and share that and go.
0: And maybe you'll write in one day and say, look, I I feel you, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, our email is realincomfortabletruth at gmail.com. I haven't said that uh, in a while, but yep. if you if there's a topic you want to hear about or something you are struggling with or you need prayer for anything, shoot us an email. So the Bible verse for today is James 1, 2 through 4. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.